Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on go to Dobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Your alter ego. Let's go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line where Mark Saxon is standing by. And uh, we always appreciate Mark's input into the program. The, The big question of the day, Mark Saxon, is... It's a Wonderful Life. Any more a Christmas movie than Die Hard? Oh, my goodness. You know what? I don't think I ever saw that movie. It's what? a Wonderful Life. Oh, come on. That is embarrassing. That is really embarrassing. We'll talk to you next the, week, uh, Saxy. Jimmy Stewart? Yeah, yeah, that's Jimmy Stewart's movie. As George Bailey. I'm going to force my kids to watch it. Maybe tonight, though. You guys, you guys got me on to something. Why don't you force yourself to watch it? By the way... For a movie from what, nineteen thirty seven or something? It's Greg Staying Power. Donna Reed sneaky. Uh, you know, again, I why? I'm, just, I'm, I'm not looking at it for that six five seven eight oh. But I'm, I'm not looking saying, at it from that point Mary of view. Bailey. I'm I'm looking for the, the the coming together of family and purpose in life. I'm not looking at her. Okay. You don't sneaky. have Randy. Hey Saxy. Do you ever What's do you ever up? find that when you're talking to Randy things go in odd directions? Yeah, it certainly did there. I'm I'm actually a little rattled. I mean, now, now I might have to watch it. Um, what's the name of the actress again? Donna Reed, Mary Bailey. Okay. All right. I've never I once, heard. I once, this has nothing to do with anything, but I once flew from Los Angeles to New Orleans for the winter meeting sitting next to Eva Marie Saint. Oh. Does that name ring a bell? Yeah, it does. For those of us that grew up in the, the whole time, Tim McCarver Tim. brought me uh, into a, a story about her, but that's neither here nor there. But he's he's taught me a lot of things about a lot of things I wouldn't know in a normal baseball game. So, whatever. <laughs> are I we gotta tell you about yeah, we, we, we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, let me tell you, George Bailey. I mean, he represents the good at all. <laughs> That's that's what you need. To, so you're going to go in with Tim McCarver in the back of your mind and then also checking out the characters of this movie where really it's about forgiveness and goodness and coming together in Christmas. So uh, you need to go in with a clean slate when you watch that thing. Uh, from the 314, okay. Donna Reed is a smoke show. Also, from the 573, I watched It's a Wonderful Life for the first time last week. I don't think it's a Christmas movie. Well, you're Ooh. wrong. All right. Mark Saxon. You're wrong. Let's start with this. Adam Wainwright reportedly now drawing interest from the Royals, where he would be a really good fit. Dan counted up 22 possible major league pitchers that the Cardinals can bring to spring training or have available to them. Do you think, and I know that they've said that bringing back Adam Wainwright is a priority. Do you think bringing back Adam Wainwright for the Cardinals is a big priority? It's funny, you know, based on what you just said, and, and when you think about it, think it through, you know, if you just, you know, strip all of the emotion out of the question and you say on a baseball, you know, 
standpoint, which which of these sort of legacy players do they need more between Yachty and Adam Wainwright? You would automatically say, you know, Yachty because of the great unknown with what what will happen with run prevention if he's not around because he's been so good at that for so long. And then when you look at the pitching side, as Dan added up with that very deft math, by the way, there, there's Thank a you. ton. There's a ton of starting pitching depth. They've even said Alex Reyes could be in the mix as a starter. Um, you know, Ponce and Gomber did some really good things last year. Um, so there, and then by the way, they have two very high-end left-handed pitchers waiting in the minors who could move really, really fast in, in Libertor and and Zach Thompson. So I agree on a strictly baseball standpoint. And you can kind of, if you look at that interview that Adam did with ESPN a few weeks ago, he said he wasn't even sure the Cardinals would make an offer. I thought that was interesting. Um, it kind of maybe tells us where he is. And, and we'll see. We really don't know at this point whether they're saying they want to keep both these guys because it's the right thing to say and maybe they can't actually afford it or they really are, you know, absolutely focused on that. So we don't know 100%. Again, it's, it's actions rather than words, and we'll see as the offseason plays out All is right. what I would say. I'm not going to ask you um, why they should bring Molina back or Wainwright. We, we've gone through those positives and negatives ad nauseum. When will a decision be made? What, what do you think the time frame is from the Cardinals' perspective, their perspective, baseball's perspective to get these guys signed? Boy, it seems like any time frames are almost out the window when you think of – you know, guys in recent seasons have even gone well into the season before signing. I think was it Keuchel a few years ago. So I really can't answer that, and that's got to be incredibly frustrating for listeners to hear that. But it's really going to depend, I think, on what their markets look like. And I agree that a place like Kansas City that has some really promising young pitching prospects, Wainwright would be really, really beneficial to a team like that. Um, and you know, in, in, in Yachty's case, <clears throat> and you, I, I think you see occasionally some frustration bubbling up from him and from his camp, you know, like the other day asking fans where they thought he should sign. I, I think it's just going to depend on his market and, you know, how highly do other teams view him? We know that the Cardinals view him very highly, but are other teams willing to pay him what he thinks he's worth? And I think that's clearly the Cardinals strategy to, to double back after they fi- after Yachty finds out exactly what the market is going to be, the Cardinals would like to come in and make the, the highest offer. But first, I think they'd like to see his market get established from outside teams, and that's, I think, where it's a little tricky right now. Another thing I wanted to touch on, and, and I just want you guys to tell me if what I'm saying makes sense, because it might not, but I've thought of this. If I have Tyler O'Neill, Harrison Bader, Lane Thomas, Dylan Carlson, and Dexter Fowler. And Dexter Fowler is a free agent, and he's 35, 36 years old, and I know he's not going to be back in 2022. I don't want to see as much of Dexter Fowler. I know that my team's trying to win, but I'm trying to win in 2022. I would much rather get a read on what those four young outfielders are capable of. I know I'm playing uh, Dylan Carlson every day. Mark, maybe Dan, even Justin Williams too. Oh, yes, there's five. Yeah, yeah. I, I would rather, as a fan, 
knowing what I know, I'd rather see those guys play than Dexter Fowler. Nothing against Dexter Fowler, but I, I, I do want to get that evaluation that the Cardinals have talked about for multiple years now underway and complete. I'll let Mark take yeah, it. What do I mean, you think, I'm, Mark? I'm not going to argue with any of that. I think there's a lot of truth to it. <clears throat> and I think it applies in the same fashion to some extent with Matt Carpenter in that they're they're in the final years of their contract. If you see, you know, teams um, playing players for contractual reasons, that kind of goes out the window typically in the last season because every month, every week that goes by, some money's coming off of that deal. And, by the way, they don't have to keep that player happy for the future. Now, I'm not saying that those guys can't play still and that, you know, they, they won't merit those at-bats. But, Randy, I mean, you really hit on something especially if this season really is kind of an evaluation season. Dexter Fowler really doesn't fit into that mix because I don't think there's any question. I don't think they'll be evaluating him for a future extension. I just don't think that's the way things are going. So I think, Randy, you hit on something absolutely you know, important about this season. What do you think, uh, Big Saxy, about uh, the fact that spring training could be pushed back a week or two or there's a shortened Major League season, I, I know you talk to a lot of the beat writers that talk to other people. You're talking to a lot of people. Just a general thought of trying to get baseball off the ground and get this thing going and have what we hope will be a, a full season. We don't know. But what do you think about just trying to get games in and, and having some semblance of what would look like a normal Major League season? Yeah, I, I, uh, Dan, I, I do think it's going to be pushed back to some extent. I, I think maybe best-case scenario would be a month. Look, they're, they're just starting to roll out this vaccine right now. They're going to have to get all the players vaccinated, all the staff and all the, all the managers, which I think they'll be able to get the vaccine. But, you know, it's a big enterprise. And, and also it's societal, right? Everybody, you know, I think they said 75% of the population has to get vaccinated to kind of knock this thing out. So I do think it's going to be delayed. And by the way, I think the minor league season will be severely delayed. You know, I've heard rumors already I, from, from minor league players that, they may not report to spring training until April. Mm. So it, I, I do think because that's not a revenue, you know, source necessarily for Major League Baseball, they'll be they'll be very liberal in terms of pushing back the minor league season, which is not really ideal for a lot of these prospects either. But yeah, I do think it's going to be delayed. And I, and I, you know, if they if they just bang a month and then there's 140 games, I I think that's much more of a season than we saw last year, and so. I still think it's it's something to be really excited about the notion that something like a Major League Baseball season could be approaching. Mark Saxon, keep up the great work at The Athletic. We love it. Have a, a great Christmas. Enjoy the movie tonight and have a Merry Christmas with your family. You guys are the best. I need more movie recommendations. Keep them coming. <laughs> just start at the top right now. It's a wonderful life. Just get it on, you know, just download it, whatever you do. I don't know what the hell you do at the Saxon household, but just find a way to get it on and watch it. Okay? We got uh, VHS tapes. That's, that's, in, in that one, that was the height of technology. It Absolutely, it yeah. was. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Mark Saxon of The Athletic on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. 
Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffel Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at Grifflesplasma.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.